Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Finley. Oh, why are you talking like that? My announcer boys. Yeah, that's a little too much, I think. Moving on. Welcome to the Undisputed Podcast. News, 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 Guys, my horse head is right there. I, can I mean, it, if you put it on though, then it becomes a it becomes a, ho- a, a the second Halloween show as opposed to the yeah. birthday show. Yeah, and Halloween's over. It is. So are our birthdays, of, as a matter of fact, we would, yes. we would be Hopefully. remiss. Yes, and a belated birthday. Belated and to birthdays to you, to you as well. How was yes. the Halloween? How was Halloween? How trick or treating? Um, for me. I, did you take your daughter out? Uh, well, she came home. I picked her up after training from school because she was sick. So there was no trick-or-treating for her. Oh. And because I was home with her and waiting for mom to get out of work, and then we got caught up doing other stuff, I didn't get to the store to get halloween candy so we turned out all the lights and we didn't answer the door (laughs) and we definitely had trick-or-treaters but we just didn't answer the door (laughs) on a typical halloween whether what kind of candy we're giving out at the fish castle uh sweetest fish we've been over this frank have we really yeah Yeah, we talked about it last week sweetest fish but we didn't have time to get the Swedish fish. So there was no uh, candy for the trick-or-treaters here. Huh. It's, it's disappointing. So if you had a, needed a, a Mount Rushmore of Halloween candy, what mm-hmm. would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, why don't we go uh, kind of uh, around the horn on this one and, and one at a time. I'm going to go first off. With my favorite candy these days, um, it actually um, was something that was in the box locker room with a- a- AEW. Um, so Sweet Tarts has these like mini fusion candies. And I'm not a candy eater in my adult <laughs> life, really. And I happened to put one of these um, in my mouth and it's like a party. And... <laughs> So I've been since then I buy them. And then the excuse I put on it is that after the gym, um, you need that delivery system of the protein, right? Sugar, or at least that's what they say. (laughs) So I have um, sweet tart fruit fusion. They they are the, this kind of candy, so that would be my first. That would be my first. Dennis, gentlemen, my first one on the Mount Rushmore of Halloween candy would have to be Snickers. Oh, 
Right for it, Frank. Even harder. Right for it. That's got nuts in it. Nuts. Yeah. It's got nuts. Nuts. That is true. There's nuts in a Snickers. Nuts. nuts. Let's get nutty. Nutty. Frank, first. So kind of the same rationale. When I'm done working out, I like to have peanut butter because there's protein in it. So I'm going to go peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh i'm gonna stick with the peanut butter theme and i'm coming in hot with fifth avenue oh, oh nice oh. all right and i'm breaking the completely i'm well since for i i have peanut butter cups on mine too but uh sour patch kids Wow. I'm going to go Kit Kat. Nice. You know, in Japan, at the airport, they had green tea Kit Kats. I've seen those. Big seller. Big seller. Big in Japan. Um, I'm going to go old school. Loved these as a kid. My mom used to get the minis. They would come in a little box, and I would eat the whole box. Charleston Chew. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Boom. Boom. An Anfish special. So for my third pick, I'll go with bottle caps. Ooh. Not not I, I like I like the root beer ones mostly, but they're all pretty good. The root beer ones are good. I'm going Butterfinger. Hmm. Big peanut butter fan. Okay, okay. Well, Reese's would be on mine too, but because it's already been said, I'm not going to go there, and I'm going to go completely outside the box here and i'm going with big league chew wow original oh. Origi- oh, original original for all 37 seconds that it has flavor mm-hmm. it's a good 37 seconds though that is true uh let's see to round out my mount rushmore peanut m&ms oh my wife's favorite my wife's They're, favorite. They are awesome. Hands down, my wife's favorite, and they are good. They are good. I hey, almost feel like that's an honorable mention for me. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw in honorable mentions on peanut butter cups and also Kit Kats because they were on there and Frank mm. stole them from me. Son mm. of a bitch. I'm going to go Baby Ruth. With nice. my baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. 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 <laughs> That's my slaw. That was Thanks. good. Uh, that was fun. Oh, love junk. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a YouTube short. Yeah, that's gonna have to be. Speaking of which, now that we've we've hit our stuff, we've we've done our Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. We are officially like all over the place. We are. You never Somebody know. Somebody actually asked for the horse on uh, on uh, Twitter. We are on really? Twitter, by the way. Um, okay. Undisputed Demi. The handle is under at undisputed slash underscore underscore. Sorry, Demi. 
Demi, as in Demi Lovato. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So that's no, at, not Demi Lovato. No, Demi at, Pod. At undisputed underscore Demi, correct? You betcha. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. We got our own channel on YouTube. We're Somebody everywhere. said we're taking over the world. Yeah. Who that's said that? I Us? I don't. I just said it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody. I mean, you're somebody, Frank. You I are. Tried, I tried. You're somebody. But somebody on your Twitter said, "Hey, he did. How did they say it? Ladies and gentlemen, he did the horse." I'm like, "Wow, that horse gimmick is worldwide, apparently." Was it Dalton Castle? It or was not. It was not, RJ City. It was nobody I recognized. There's a fan, I think. Okay. I I think I it could, I could be mistaken, but I didn't recognize yeah. the handle. Well, it could have yeah. been Jimmy Jack Funk. Yeah. Could have been Billy Ray Cyrus or Jimmy Jack Funk or Steve Bell, both in the same gang, all three in the same gang. Yeah, that's one hell. That's a formidable gang right there. Steve Bell, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Jimmy Jack Funk. Speaking of which, Dennis, how's your how how is your training? Allegedly, 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 we're going to be at the Survivor Series as a tandem. Mm, Yes, that's what I heard. (laughs) Training is going. Well, Dennis, would you say? Yeah, it's going really well. It's going so well that I don't even remember starting it yet. Yes. Well, Dennis has a drinking problem. <laughs> most Correct. mornings, most mornings when I wake Dennis and Frank up, Dennis <laughs> is still, uh, how do we say this? Three sheets to the wind? Maybe. So he doesn't remember our training. No. But he's still getting the training in. Yeah. I think Frank, we, should, we should thank Triple H for the opportunity that he hasn't given us yet to be at the Survivor yeah. Series. It's very noble of him. But it's on the way. <laughs> I've been sending him snippets of our training each morning when I wake you guys up with my mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart, <laughs> megaphone. And I paid extra for this on Amazon, but I got a gobbledygooker uh, costume. And um, I wake you guys up each morning, and we get in, what, seven, eight rounds on the heavy bag. Uh, we run three miles barefoot, um, mile and a half backwards, and um, finish it off with... Um, Buffaloes. Buffalo wings, yep. Buffalo <laughs> wings. Yep. Uh, just for the protein. While and all of this goes on uh, with uh, the pile driver album playing, oh god, from my <laughs> Chevy Silverado pile driver, um, god, yeah. Video. yeah, to the silky sounds of Vince McMahon singing, man, yeah, I, th- I think we're done, <laughs> I think we're off the air, I think, all right. I think- I actually oh, think Frank's going to win the Royal Rumble this year. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's the Survivor Series. That's Thanks. what I meant, Survivor but, Series. Never mind. You know, have another drink, Dennis. <laughs> mm. You know, you know what time it is? Sing um, it. It's the news. We're going to do the news. Mm. The news. Oh, the news. So, leading off this week, we're going to talk about the Anderson Silva and the Jake the Snake Roberts fight. No, the Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a, 
I would I would like I'll pay to see that. I don't know. 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 Jake's tough. Jake Jake would bring out Damien, I think. Damien the Snake. So I no, it was Jake I'm Jake Paul. Sure he doesn't have Damien anymore. I think Damien's dead? I think he's dead and I think he was confiscated. Um I think he died a few times. Jake, you know. Yeah. Had a bit of a checkered track record with old Damien. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Sure. So Jake okay. Paul. Jake Box. He fought uh, Anderson Silva, aka mm-hmm. Spider, mm-hmm. in a exhibition battle over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Jake eight rounds. Won eight rounds of questionable fighting. And Jake won by decision. Well, uh, I don't know. Go ahead. You don't know, you don't know even my decision, or you want you don't know if you... no. I'm saying I don't I don't know how questionable. I saw I saw some clips. Did not see the whole thing in its entirety. Um, some trusted sources that I go to for my combat sports um, news and scuttlebutt. Uh, Chael Sonnen had. Quite a few positives to say about the fight. Um, he gives um, Jake Paul some credit um, for for being there and and like uh, you know fighting fighting well, better than most other critics are giving him credit for. Joe Rogan did the same this podcast. Joe Rogan said he's 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 surprising. My only issue is I don't know why he can't box a boxer. Why is he keeps on going after the MMA guys or the Nate Robinson guy? Nate Robinson played basketball in the NBA for years. I don't understand why it it it's always a big MMA guy. Well, at the end of the day, I mean Jake Paul's not a boxer. Right, but he he trains for it, and if, uh-huh. my thing is, if you're going to call out an MMA guy, why don't you give him the octagon? Why don't you go that route? I, I mean, what it comes down to is what are people willing to put their money down to see and what they'll pay for. And, um, I, I mean, I think if you're going to go that route, like I get what you're saying, um, MMA, like – I would be up for MMA or kickboxing or, or obviously boxing. I mean, I'm, I'm boxing because that was what was offered to me. Um, but I don't know. Everybody's got their reasons for why they're doing whatever they're doing. And, and he's correct me if I'm wrong. He's what? 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's grabbing his piece of the pie, I suppose. Um, I don't remember 26. <laughs> So I'm not sure how, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at him. I mean, he's doing, what yeah, he's doing. I, I get it. He's it making is money. What it is. I mean, Anderson Silva is a legend in combat sports, in MMA, in Muay Thai prior to MMA. Um, did he do a good amount of, of boxing in preparation for all that over the years? Sure as shit he did. Um, are you taking away 
much of what makes him great at combat sports by by limiting him to just throwing hands for sure so i mean are you really taking on anderson silva no um and the argument is also being made i've heard from numerous people of like okay and this is a near 50 year old anderson silva and jake paul is is you know 26 blah 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 and father time is undefeated you know and uh science is it is what it is and as you get older like supposedly you get slower you get you know whatever and we're all experiencing it but it's going to happen to every one of us we're all going to you know we're all young at one point and we all get older i don't look at this life as like okay you know there's things i enjoyed when i was a younger man and i can't enjoy those now no fuck that like i'm gonna do what makes me happy until the day i'm dead until the day i can't do that stuff so you know i'm not gonna pull into uh the pearly gates in a vehicle that is shiny and sparkling and beautiful like my shit's gonna be broken down it's gonna be falling apart it's gonna have at least one maybe three flat tires because i'm getting every ounce out of this shit and if anderson silva at what is he 40 46 45 yeah 45 46 maybe a little from from the the clips i saw he looked pretty damn good and if he can still go at that age and he can do it with a guy who's half his age or young enough to be his son or whatever else, like all the power to him. And if people are willing to pay to see that, how can I be mad at it? It's a chance for him to make money and for Jake uh, or Logan Paul, whatever the fuck his name is. Jake. It's Jake. Paul. Yeah. Jake the <laughs> snake. Paul. Right. Yeah. I mean, truly, who cares? And he's going to wrestle like he's he's going to wrestle Roman Reigns, right? Same no, that's, guy? That's, his, that's his brother. Oh, that's his brother. Okay. Well, I saw one of them throwing kicks. I think we talked about it on the last show. And um, they didn't look bad. They look better than some other people. Um, but they do need, in my opinion, being somebody that's trained martial arts, you know, for a long time, they could use a little bit of work. I don't know. Call me. Yeah, if Jake's out there, give us a call. Yeah. Give him a call. Yeah, Jake Snakes. Although yeah. Jake, Jake did end the fight, and after the fight, called out Nate Diaz and Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, like yeah. he said, he and, and I know you said you know Jake's technically not a boxer. I think he actually considers himself a boxer and wants to fight Canelo. I, and if he does, man, all the power to him. Like that, there is nothing admirable about signing up for you know a sure thing like if there's no threat to you like you know i i don't know i just go out there and put it on the line see if you can win see if you lose and and there is no shame in in trying and there's no shame in you know trying and losing like the shame is being the asshole that sits on the sideline and, uh, you know, just comments on Twitter, <laughs> criticizes <laughs> people who are out there, you know, trying to do things and being nice to people and being good to people. And, and then you're going to criticize them because you think their opinion is this about, you know, politics or abortion or, what you know, whatever. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Armchair quarterbacks are assholes. That should be a shirt. <laughs> Write that down. Write it down. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So All right. I'm, I'm here for it. All I'm right. here for it. If you, I, I don't know. I mean, you think Nate Diaz and uh, Jake Paul get it on? I Sounds kind of backwards to me. I don't know if Jake wants a part of Diaz. Diaz is a bad dude. Well, yeah, I mean, but if, but I would think that Anderson Silva. Anderson's a bad dude too, but Anderson's also <sighs> the Diaz boys just scare me. If I but the Diaz boys have... are smaller than Silva. Silva's a bigger man than than the Diaz boys. That's true. Yeah, I mean, if they were going to do it anyway, I think Diaz would have to put on some pounds because I think Jake fights at like one eighty six. Well, here's an interesting caveat to this this whole Jake Paul thing, though. He said if he was it he lost, he would have fought MMA or yes. yep. If, and he... if Silva if Silva won, then they would have fought MMA. If Jake won, then Silva has to partner with him, I believe, or become part of the better company that Jake Paul started, which is BETR, which is See, you... which is Go better. Ahead. It's better. Uh, Healthcare and I think just it's better care for fighters. Okay. But once you start putting stipulations in, it kind of turns into professional wrestling. Yes, no? It's all the same shit, man. Uh, well, it goes it back to the conversation. The same shit. It calls back to the conversation you guys had with, with uh, Tom, yeah. the filthy yeah. one, a couple weeks ago. That's yeah. where I, I was trying to get full circle that one. That's where I was yeah. trying to go with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, pro wrestling came from where it came from, and it has its roots, and, like, you can trace the history and the lineage back, and, you know, there was a time that uh, that was as legitimate as the UFC and the MMA and the whatever else you want to call it. It, it, And, you know, money gets thrown in and thrown around, and things change, and just is what it is. So I, I, you know, again, I, um, I am entertained by the people who are still under the impression that those things are so entirely separate. And, Uh and, you know, maybe it's from being in Japan as much as I was, but like, you just see that that line is just a very, very blurry one. And it will always be. And you'll all, you always got to be a little suspect. It just is what Absolutely. it is, you know, but it, I, and at the end of the day, all the shit is entertainment anyway. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. You know, it's in our DNA to compete and whatnot. Why? Because it's in our DNA to like kill. So we got to do something with this energy, you know, you get to do something <laughs> with this, with testosterone and all the other, like, so make a game out of it and don't take the shit so serious. Speaking yeah. of Japan, speak of Japan, Japan, the great Muda has a match coming up. Mm. What are your th- you you posted on, on Twitter? I think last week. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good match. That that's the Forbidden Door. Sure is. Sure. That is. should have been someplace. That's going to be someplace. That's going to be huge. Well, what do Tell you guys think? It. What do you guys? Think? Yeah. Okay. You me first. Lead it off. I I mean, so first off, I'm a huge. Muda fan. And I, I've said that, um, you know, he was one of the guys that uh, 
just captivated me as a kid. But then even getting older and then getting into um, like I've done the moonsault for years and it, it's to me, it's an ode to to Muda. Um, he was the first guy that I saw doing the moonsault and um, everything about him was awesome the whole gimmick and, and, you know, uh, and then the way that he changed over the years and revolutionized himself and evolved. Um, I just, you know, an incredible performer. And so for him to be retiring and uh, I, I think it's time, you know, I mean, he's done it. He's had a ridiculous career. Um, if he had half of that career, it would have been uh, fulfilling, but to, to be who he's been is amazing, and he's doing it for Noah, which for me is really cool to see because I, there's still people that, that work there, uh, a lot of the boys and whatnot that were guys that I got to work with coming up, and I really cut my teeth. That's the first major company I worked for. I learned how to do pro wrestling. Um, a lot of it was there. I got my ass handed to me for years in Noah, um, but I wouldn't trade those years for anything. And so then to see, like to add to that, um, you get a guy like Nakamura as his opponent. And Nakamura, again, just uh, a trailblazer in Japanese wrestling, a, a one of one for sure. And it's a huge thing for Japanese wrestlers to, to have the success that he's had in the States and with WWE it, I I don't know. I, I can't really, I can't really put into words the level that that's on to the Japanese fans. So for Nakamura to be the staple that he is here and then for triple H or whomever is responsible for allowing Nakamura that you know chance to step into the forbidden door or whatever you want to call it and to do that to honor muda uh it's just awesome the whole thing i mean that's why i retweeted it that's why when i saw it i was like this is this is awesome i'm wondering if they're gonna set something up where he comes back to the states and you see him at wrestlemania I'd be there for it. I mean, I'd be, I'd be all about. I it. mean, if we're gonna fantasy book, induct him in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. have him have him have a match the next night or one of the five nights ahead of WrestleMania, one of the two nights, mm-hmm. and just have him go out that way. That would be the ultimate fu to the other company because they kind of tried this a couple weeks ago and it, it was okay, but when you put him on WrestleMania. Something he's never been in WWE before. At least, at least to yeah. my knowledge, he hasn't been. You have no, not that. that I'm aware of. And that that's a huge feather in the cap of, uh, you know, having spent time over there and knowing the way the fans see the WWE product and um, just the kind of shine that that puts on somebody's career. Um, and, I mean, I, you know, he obviously deserves whatever – shine you can put upon it that hasn't already been put on there and for it to be you know with with nakamura i can't you know i can't say enough it's uh i think whatever they do is it's pretty cool 
I'll call Triple H when we're done with the Survivor Series and see if we can get that together. Yeah, get him on the on the bat phone. Frank has a direct line to Triple H. Wow. Never, call, never calls me back, though. Yeah. Never, never. Busy yeah. guy, I guess. Well, you know, might be the wrong number. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Probably not the last. Yeah. So let's let's uh, switch gears a little bit. We'll talk some indie wrestling. We haven't talked about this, but I know it's. Uh, I think you shared it with YouTube with us. Was the match you had out in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Where Fort Wayne? Is Fort Wayne, Indiana, a place? It was where you were wrestling. Crown <laughs> Crown Point. Crown Point, whatever, whatever it was. Fort, Fort Wayne. You definitely Fort Wayne. made that up. You definitely made that up. No, there's a Fort Wayne in Indiana. Fort Wayne. Fort, Fort, Wayne. Wayne. Fort, Fort Wayne. Wayne. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. Like John Wayne. Jack John Wayne. Anyways, you were Wherever you in, were in Indiana, it was flat. I can tell you that. Bruce Wayne. There was a – you were on Bruce a card. Wayne, Indiana. That had 35 matches on it, apparently. Mm. And you were like – one of the last ones. Take it from there. I've been on many a card with uh, 35 matches on it because uh, there's many an indie promoter who uh, fancies themselves, uh, you know, WrestleMania um, booker. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this is a little bit of old school mentality, but like somebody's got it. The inmates can't run the asylum and uh, you know, any, anybody that can pay whatever the fee is or whatever to have a, a license and book a show. And, you know, I just, I feel like uh, it gets a little out of control sometimes. And then like the way a card is set up is, you know, there's certain things that are reserved for the main event. There's certain things that are reserved, you know, uh, to not be done uh, before, you know, the to not be done in the first two to three matches or whatever. Different things. There's different, and it's it's traditional in that way. Um, and there's a reason why it was done that way for all those years. And, you know, yeah, rules are definitely made to be broken, but then this, you see what happens when that goes unchecked. And I think that you see that lots of places, some places on TV, some not on TV. Like, I mean, I, we're, we see this and some of these like marathon indie shows and, uh, you know, people love to book tournaments and um, then guys, uh, you know, you're going to have a long card because they're tournament matches. Well, if every card on the, you know, you got 10 matches, um, people need to stick to their times, <laughs> you know, um, that's, that's the way if, if not, this show that was supposed to go seven to 10 is going to go seven to like 7 AM. <laughs> and, uh, that's what happens a lot of times. And you got guys that like, they don't respect the booker. They don't respect the promoter. They don't respect the guy that's paying them. Um, and, you know, and for good reason, sometimes these guys are, you know, bumblefuck idiots. I, 
I don't have the answer for how you fix it, but uh, it it just it is what it is. And you get on these shows, and like it's three o'clock in the morning, and you know, and you've been there for seven hours, and now you got to go out and wrestle. And the fans, the same thing, you know, like they get in their seat at 6 p.m. You know, if it's midnight, you don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to do anything for six hours. You know? Um, Yeah, so it was one of those. And uh, we weren't even the last match. Oh, dear Lord. Right. We were, no, we were, out of maybe 14, we were like nine. So to put it into perspective, you texted us, yeah. I want to say 11 o'clock at night, and kind of yeah. told us what just happened, yeah. and you weren't the last match. So no. you're accurate when you say that card didn't end up probably 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just was what it was, you know. And it's been a while since I've been back on, like, independence and stuff like that. So to, to, to get reacquainted with that um, – you know, yeah, just it, it, um, I was working, um, Kevin Blackwood, good indie talent. Uh, I wasn't terribly familiar with him, but became more familiar with him and, and have since then. And, and he's, he's really good. And we went out and, you know, we were two guys that have been doing this long enough that, um, you know, we were putting in some effort and and giving people a a good match. And uh, they were just spent. And in their defense, like, I don't blame them for being spent. So part of it's on the people doing the show. Part of it's on them. Part of it's, you know, possibly on us for not being entertaining enough. I I don't know. But I know we're out there and we're working hard. And uh, I just... uh, I felt like, okay, well, if you guys don't want to be here, like you don't have, nobody's making you stay. You can go home, go home (laughs) or participate, like be into the match or don't. And um, when they didn't give me the response I wanted, I decided that, you know, they shouldn't have pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to take their pizza. I was going to take their pizza away. So I did. I took it <laughs> out in the parking lot and I dumped it in the parking lot. So what was the reaction when you're taking these pizzas and throwing them in the parking lot? Um they uh the people um weren't happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was the symbolic treatment of the pizza. Um, you know, like I'm vegan. We've talked about this on the show. So I was saving them from, um, you know, just a gas, gassy evening of dairy farts. (laughs) I was trying to do them a favor. Oh God. Yeah. You're a man. You're a man of the people. You're a man. I am. I am. I was saving them from themselves. So on your way back to the, I would call it the locker room, a heavy set gentleman, and you exchanged some pleasantries. Yes. What, 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 what was, what was that? Because you clearly got aggravated with the said gentleman and just walked away. Was it? Uh, a just- I don't, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but it was just like, 
you know, it was just yelling and it was nonsensical and it really was just kind of like, okay, dude, at the end of the day, like you paid to come watch me and maybe you paid to watch some of these other guys or girls. Like, I don't know what you paid for, but I don't know what you paid for in particular, but um, I'm a performer on the show. And so we can have words and I'm happy to play along and let's play along. Um, but really like, I mean, at the end of the day, come on, dude, what are we, what whatever are we it was, you just threw your hands <laughs> up in the air and walked away. That, that, that was funny. I, he was still he, talking. He, he was still talking. Yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, it was something about height. And so immediately I was like, oh, oh, Jesus. Look how wide you like, come on, sir. Let's <laughs> not make this about physical because I mean, you're legit like 350. You know, he looked like earthquake. John yeah. Tenton, and he took it there. I didn't take it there. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like, come on, dude. Like, I can't do anything about my height. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not under my control. I, you know, I, you can't hold it against me. But Tony Tubbs, he could take care of his weight. Yeah. Hit a treadmill. Yeah. Hit a stair clipper. Yeah. It's what it is. But, you you know, you pay a ticket. You get to have an opinion. And, and no I'm pizza. Okay with that. And, and you, no but pizza. you don't get pizza. Not if you're going to sit on your hands. Not if you're not going to cheer. If you get a chance, you got to YouTube that video because it's worth that. I would have paid money to see that interaction. Just you and the fans, you and the pizza toss in the parking lot. I mean, I'm sure you had a great match with uh, Kevin Blackwood, but the pizza thrower and everything else that went along with it was um, top ten stuff. I just try to I try to see it as you know this any night that I go out there and wrestle might be my last and so it could be from an injury it could be just because I don't feel like doing it anymore it could be because nobody wants to hire me it could be for any reason so I mean leave leave people you know they pay their money leave them with an impression and and that's you know you can make them happy you can make them sad you can make them angry you can I tend to make I, I tend to Making people angry, I think, is my gift. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wrestling one on one, though. Yeah, you're yeah, maybe getting an emotion out of somebody. Yeah, and when you yeah. book, when you get you get booked, that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get entertainment. You're gonna get a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna so, give you something. Yeah, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Onward before we go, there yes, was sir. a Twitter exchange between your good friend, my cousin Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and former WCW cousin, he is my cousin. It is now. It is now, <laughs> Mr. Eric Bischoff. Okay, Eric. If you haven't listened to his show, because he's very honest with himself, he's honest with the stuff he did WCW, but he's not afraid to hold back with the current product. Okay, and he made a mention about um, AEW. Particularly, has a tendency of just booking matches. For the sake of booking matches. Okay. And I don't know. You've never seen Vince McMahon do this, but I guess, right, it's a fact. Tony Khan goes on Busted Open, I think, every Thursday and has a spot on the show. Yeah. Which, again, you never saw Vince McMahon. Even you didn't see Bischoff do it either back in the day. But Tony does what he does. And he took ex- exception with Bischoff's comments. And they kind of had a back and forth via Twitter and such. And... Tony said, well, that's what Eric did back in the day. 
I kind of see what Eric's talking about because it seems like sometimes they just throw matches together and you kind of scratch your head. But Eric did bring up the point. He's got a larger meaning Tony had a larger roster than Eric did. So he probably has to do that mm-hmm. just to appease the masses in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Does that hurt storytelling? Um, I will say that it does seem like there's too many toys in the toy box. Um, I will also say that, like, in that equation, the, the three people we've talked about, Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, Eric Bischoff, there's only one of them that it's in his blood. He he came up in wrestling. You know, Vince McMahon Sr., um, like, he, he grew up in this business. Uh, Vince books in a way that can't really be compared to the other two because they don't have that to lean on. Um, And I think that there's always been a reason why um, fans and it's, you know, that we're nothing without the fans. Like I, I am so grateful for the fans, but there's a reason why fans don't book shows. Um, Fans don't have the checks and balances per se to know what's best for the show as opposed to, well, what they like. And, you know, flavors are flavors. And you have to have that governor on the flavors in order to make the right decisions. And not the decisions aren't always right. But I think what you're seeing and, and what you saw, and, and I would imagine Bischoff being as as forthcoming as he is, would probably say that at times he felt like he was in over his head uh, with certain things. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a reason why fans don't book pro wrestling shows. And when, when fans book the show, um, yeah, it's not – it may go well one week. Two weeks, a month, I don't know, but it's going to go off the rails at some point and then it's going to get back on and then go off and then on and on. It's just inconsistency. And that's just what it, it is, what it is. Do you think fans are fans and bookers and all that? They're too caught up in the five star matches. Um, and that loses I mean, storytelling. What is a five star match? Well, Dave Meltzer, the Dave Meltzer, what, what makes it a five star match? I mean, uh, you know, there's different styles of there's there's all different flavors. And I've been involved in some really well-received matches and I've been involved in some matches that weren't well-received. And it's like a tomato, tomato. Like, I don't know. It, it, It depends on what you're into. And then that's what's beautiful about pro wrestling is that you can have a performer like Dusty Rhodes and then you can have fucking ultimate warrior you know it uh, so those are two distinctly different performers and different matches that are going to come out of the two of them but i mean that's what's great about pro wrestling is you get different flavors and why you can have uh <laughs> you know what should be a two and a half three hour show not five to 12 hours but 
Yeah. And pizza. On pizza. Hey, yeah, you can't have pizza. You can't pizza. Not always. I th- I can see both their points. Uh, Bischoff did mm. the same. Bischoff had a deep roster. He was. He had ECW guys. He had old WWE guys. So, mm-hmm. I, I I can see both their points. But currently, it seems like they just sometimes they just throw matches together for the sake of just hey, let's put these two guys together tonight and see what happens with no rhyme or reason. I just I I honestly think that like you know if you're booking you just need to you know just block out the noise have a vision and then follow through with your vision because you're not going to make everybody happy and if you're trying to make everyone happy you're going to make no one happy so make yourself happy um as far as like what your vision is and and try to stick to that and um let that be your guide because if you start listening to others you're what's that honey why are you going to bed good night um if you're (laughs) if you're listening to everyone else like you know where does that end it's true Lastly, well, not second. Lastly, um, the Bray Wyatt character. Have you caught any of this stuff? No, you haven't. Uh, no, not really. I know he's come back. He came, came back. back Pay per view, right? And it was he, kind of like um, different versions or different aspects of his. Um, he came back character. as a different version of himself, but I—it's amazing how they did this. Is he a woman? It's, Close. <laughs> I mean, he's a face. He's a face. He can't. He came yeah. back as a, he's. I think he's a a face. He's not a heel. Okay. And that's Which, how they're presenting him. The face. He got a standing ovation. He came back. Every time he comes out, he gets the standing ovation. And now they have somebody. I think he's feuded with Uncle Howdy. I don't know who Uncle Howdy is. I'm, they've speculated that it's his brother Bo. I could be Uncle. There's a couple of stories floating around of who Uncle Howdy is, and And you know, Bo is one of the names that's been thrown around. But that, what you said right there, is um, that is a flag of success. Like, if there's a couple different things circulating, then that means it's topical and people are interested. And at the end of the day, like, if you know pro wrestling is bullshit like how do you get how do you you know how do you keep people interested in this thing that they know isn't but yet wwe is still a multi-billion dollar you know whatever and wrestlemania is this huge thing that known throughout the world so it's a guilty pleasure that people indulge in. So there's a way to do it right. And there's, and that to me is one of the signs of you're doing something right. With people that character about. alone. And we'll get to the next topic, but, but that is hitting on all, all cylinders because you don't, yeah. it makes you get, I heard somebody say it was Barry Windham was uncle Howdy. I'm like, Barry Windham. I mean, I know it's his father, like his father, but I'm like, it's a good guess, but mm-hmm. just, the guessing and you don't know when what he's talking about and all this other stuff, but it's whoever wrote it or whoever's producing it is nailing it. Mm-hmm. So speaking but the, of, but the story is too, is it's either somebody else 
or it's going to be like his darkest inner demon, kind of like when he was the fiend for a while. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Howdy is like his darkest inner demon that he's been fighting. That's what I just I just looked up real quick just to see what kind of speculations were. And it's either somebody else or it's it's gonna end up being Bray as another character. Hmm. Or it could be me. I did hear that too. Well, I mean, I, mean, I was gonna it. just say that like I'm I'm the one writing it. Oh, I thought you were Uncle Howdy. Could we call Uncle Howdy? Howdy? In the same way, guys, in the same way that I was, you know, the um I mean, we talked about this long ago. Like I was the one that convinced Hogan to turn heel. Um, true, that's true, that's true. I convinced Bray to come back. Um, you talked us into a Survivor Series match. However, the fuck that happened. Right. I can't <laughs> wait. I am pumped <laughs> up. Pumped up. Right. Look out. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. Speaking of nailing things. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> oh. It's a good segue into factions this week. We're going to talk about some factions, but oh. I was thinking about this faction. The Bloodline, they are like the modern day, I guess you call them the horsemen. Maybe with Roman being the champion as long as he has, mm-hmm. who would you have beat Roman? I mean, now it's he should be champion. He's got Paul Him as the manager. You got Sami Zayn is an unbelievable character. He's nailing it. The Uso brothers, I mean, unless when Cody comes back, maybe he beats Roman. I mean, is there a hotter faction right now than those guys? Um, I'm I'm a little behind on the product, uh, but I I will say that like everything I am privy to and, and have seen and, and heard, and then the little bit like I keep seeing some of the Sammy you know, stuff, Sammy's work is, it just defies um, sense. It's so, he's so good. And and it didn't start at Mania, but I think that that was when people really started to recognize like, wow, like he's doing more with less than anybody. And, and he is, I mean, he's just, you know, whatever crumbs have, have come his way, he has turned it into an entire meal. And, you know, now that the company sees that in him and, and, you know, has that trust of whomever the powers that be like, I mean, he's, it's Emmy's, I mean, uh, he's beyond awesome right now. He's maybe the hottest commodity in, in. He's to me, he's the most unique um, persona, character, whatever, and capable of the most range um, on the whole roster. Hmm. He's got a damn good beard. Great beard. Nails the beard. Yeah. But what makes a good faction? You being a veteran of faction one of the best of all time. What, how does the dynamic work? Um, I don't know that there's a recipe for it. I don't know. There's an exact recipe. I think, you know, it when you, when you see it, when it hits, I think you just kind of know. Um, one of the things I'll borrow some rationale from Paul Heyman, um, when he talked, talked to us was 
part of what was that like you have the sum, the faction itself, and it, it is this thing, but then each individual part has its own, like it's living and breathing and those differences between each person in the group um, is what makes it kind of special and unique. And you give people a little bit of that individuality without it overpowering the sum and that the sum at the end of the day, the sum is always the priority. Um, and I think that that was something that we were able to do, um, you know, and you celebrate the differences amongst the members, but at the same time, it's like, it comes back to that one, you know, that one thing. And that one thing was always, you know, like with the horseman, like it was always kind of keeping the, keeping the title on Rick. Right. Like, mm -hmm. You know, and there were, there were different avenues that it would go and that, but like the, the whole was always to kind of keep that title on Rick. And it was great to, you know, for the other guys to have stuff too. But if something needed to be sacrificed, like, you know, somebody else was laying down that sacrifice. And dare I say it was similar with us, you know, like if, if a sacrifice needed to be made, you knew that that was going to be me or Roddy or Kyle, like Adam probably wasn't going to be the sacrifice. Wasn't going to happen, but it, it just, it works and it's unspoken and it can't be spoken. You can't, you can't talk about it. If you talk about it, like it just, I don't know, it gets overproduced. Don't overproduce it. Then they didn't have to overproduce with us because we were literally four best buddies, like four, it was legit, you know? And it, in the hierarchy of, of our friendship, you know, like Adam's not the, the ringleader, but you know, we're all just, and if that's how they were going to position it on screen, like, cool. We don't, you know, I mean, fuck, I got to go to work every day and make way more money than I should to hang out with my buddies. Who is the ringleader? The ring, the ring the doorbell, ring. the ring doorbell leader. Yeah. The wait in real life? Yeah, you just you just you kind of alluded to Adam not being the, the ringleader in the yeah, group. Yeah, nobody is. Nobody oh, okay, is. I mean, okay. we're just four fucking idiots. We're four idiots, you know. Literally four idiots. <laughs> um four idiots, you know, Kyle and I love puns and um you know, Roddy works out too much and Cole has great hair. I don't, I don't know. Just... Cole is a video game monster. He yeah, has got yeah. a um I think I seen on Twitter, tw you know, Twitter he posted his entertainment system. Yeah. And I think he has every gaming he, system known to man. Yeah. yeah. I I he was having stuff like fans and other whatever would send him, you know, like um game systems and setups and microphones and um i think they sent him a cheerleader or two like an actual human being i yeah i heard that yeah. wow yeah could you have put any other member in that group and make it succeed a any other person in our group yeah like take one take two or three guys out 
would it have still worked with a different group of guys? Well, if I take two or three guys out, um, it depends on the year you're talking about. It's just me by myself. <laughs> Correct. But yeah. if we're if we're putting other guys in the group, mm-hmm. is it still going to work? Is it still a faction? Is it still a, a cohesive unit? Steve Bell. You could put Steve Bell in there. Sure. I'm not sure. I He'd be the enforcer. <laughs> you put Mandagrini in there. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I think it it worked because there was chemistry there, and it wasn't like a pre-planned thing. It just kind of happened, and uh, I mean. At different points in our careers, you could have probably tried doing the same thing and it maybe wouldn't have worked because, but we were all in the places we needed to be. Um, and coming into a new scenario with NXT and, and with Triple H and WWE, and we were four guys that, you know, for a number of different reasons, weren't ever supposed to be there, but here we are. And, um, you know, we had a guy in Triple H that has had a vision and it, you know, we fit into, I don't question stuff like that. You know, it all, it all aligns for a reason, you know, and then it goes away for a reason and who knows? I mean, maybe it'll come back someday or maybe it never will. I, I don't know. I think this is the new incarnation. I think, cause we're going to be at survivor series. We need a fourth. <laughs> we need a fourth member. If anybody's out there who wants to be the fourth member. Well, truth be told, it was just three of us until the uh, ACL monster jumped up and bit me. That's Insert add- Roderick Strong. Yes, that's when they added the engine. So are you the alluding- engine of the Undisputed Era. Are you alluding that Roddy will be our fourth member at the Survivor Series? Uh, no, you're no, not. You never no. know. Oh, well. Never okay. Know. And can we get J.J. Dillon to manage us? Or Jake Paul. Or Jake Roberts. Or, or Jake Daly. Or <laughs> or Jake Daly. Wow. Yes. I thought we were just even Jake's. Are we? Yeah. I mean, can we continue to name people we went to high school with on this uh, podcast? Jake Forrest. Jake Forrest. Because <laughs> it's a very select few of, <laughs> you know a lot of C- CCHS alumni who, who know any of these references. No, <laughs> the only 10 listen to the show. Yeah. That's, that's their lost on mine. Yeah, that's true. Should only so how is – how is, how is training going? How do you feel? Next week's the big event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel awesome. Um, it's been really cool. This was one of the things that uh, I find most cool about training, especially now because we're into that last week. And the uh, progress and the increase, incremental, has been um, and especially when I got sick for a little while there and it, you know, for a couple of days, like I, I did coming back, like training that week, I feel like I had taken steps back. And then by the end of the week, I was, you know, progressed again. And uh, 
So even now, like the incremental, that's what's so satisfying about doing this whole thing is, you know, going from four rounds of mitts to at this point, we're doing eight rounds of mitts. And um, today we do these bike sprints, these airdyne, and they, it is death on a, on a airdyne. It's brutal. But I've gotten to a point where like, I, they're not brutal anymore. Like I, I, I'm not going to say I enjoy them. I don't think there's anything, there's nothing enjoyable about it. But today I was supposed to do five and uh, I lost count. <laughs> and I couldn't remember if I had done five. Uh, so instead of like saying, okay, I'm good, I'm done. I went back and I did an extra or maybe I did five. I don't know. It was either four and then I did five or it was five and I did six. But the fact that like I could do six um, and still like, it's amazing to me, my recovery at this point, I can get my heart rate, my heart rate, not even I can get, like it just comes back down on its own so much faster than it once did. And to experience that is, um, it's pretty cool. Like I know, I know I'm, I'm improving somewhere and that's cool. I just think that's that as cool. a human being, you know, progress is, uh, it's fuck. I, it, it's like essential to happy living. What's the diet like? Um, I really, uh, I, you know, I used to be meticulous and, uh, I'm not so much anymore because I don't want to, you know, for numerous reasons, one of which, I just, I want to enjoy life, you know, and eat dinner with my wife and, you know, just be happy. And I used to track, you know, food like a, like, like a maniac. Like yeah. Yeah. I used to track it and I still have my fitness pal and stuff, but I just, I have an idea of what I eat and it's generally somewhere in the 2,500 calorie range. And I know like at this point, based on my, um, my whoop band, most days, that I'm training, I'm burning anywhere from 3000 to some days over 4000 calories. So if I'm eating in that 2500 range, even if I have a heavy day where I eat 28 or like 3000, like I'm still at a deficit. So I've got a 10 pound weight cut, which, you know, we'll do the week of and, um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And I feel awesome. You know, like, I mean, I probably had times in my life where I was leaner and felt like, you know, and, and like was, oh, you know, I look ripped or, but at this point, I just feel great. I've had people say to me like, oh man, you look real lean. And I don't know if I do look all that lean, but I don't really care. I just, I feel like I feel great most days. And today, like I wasn't feeling good in the morning. I don't think I slept well. And I was like, shit, this training's going to suck. And then the first, we always start training with uh jumping rope and the first three rounds of jumping rope, like I just couldn't get my rhythm the first round. I'm like, oh shit, it was going to be a long day. By round two, like, I don't think I missed a, a, a skip on the rope. And then like, from then on, it was just clear sailing right through. Like, so even the days that I don't feel great um, still turn out to be good days. So that's 
That's promising. It's good. I'm going to kick this guy's ass. So I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah. I might come back home and, you know, I just might be in that mode. I might kick both of your asses. Well, a week after, I think, maybe two weeks after, we've got uh, Survivor Series. So you got to. I'm going to probably kick somebody's ass there, too. (laughs) It's amazing. Out of of last week's show, everything that was said, that popped up on somebody's feed. It's crazy. You said that, like, like, like for one, he didn't even say. I said, clearly, I watched it back. I'm like, we said it. We might. It it was a joke. At some point, someone's gonna maybe they won't ever realize that like 80% of the shit that we say is tongue in cheek, dude. I don't, I mean, I rarely am I serious, like rarely, and they yet they'll take, but hey, I, you know, it's the it's but the still, pro wrestling news cycle, right? And nobody's gone and printed anything about giving you any kind of credit for making Hogan. Helping Hogan made that decision to go. That's heel. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's one of the biggest things that ever happened in wrestling, and yet it goes. Uh, it's not noteworthy. Nope. Mm, whatever. But me and Frank being at Survivor Series, let me tell you, mm. that's a big news. That's big news. But yet they, yet it's all over the place when I go to Adam and Kyle and try to get them out of their contracts. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be the birthday show, and we haven't talked about our birthdays at all. Oh no, you stop celebrating them at this age. Well, what did you? Dennis got a pretty cool, cool gift from a significant other. What did you get, Dennis? Yeah, she got me an autographed script from the uh, the, the 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 final production of Deadpool. So it's autographed by Ryan Reynolds, Ooh. Stan Lee, T.J. Miller. Uh, the hot chick that was in Deadpool. I don't remember her name. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was pretty awesome. Nice. So now I don't know what to do with it. I just it's just in a drawer. I'm like, that, I'm not touching it. I'm just gonna sit there. So, mm-hmm. but that was that was a pretty awesome gift. Probably one of the better ones I've ever gotten. Are you guys memorabilia fanatics or no? Do you have pieces of memorabilia in your house? And... No, no, not at all. I'm not. Uh, none of us are really collectors. I have some autographs, some some older Yankee autographs like Mattingly, Ricky Henderson, Phil Necro, Dave Winfield, but not really a memorabilia con- collector on anything. I don't throw away um, Kleenex. Oh, I keep it. I don't know if that counts as. Memorable. It's definitely a, a collection like, of some sort. I, That's a collection. I I have um, things I blew my nose in in uh, 80, 88. We should probably put that on eBay and see if we get any hits. Yeah. Yeah. Is that weird, guys? That no. Weird? No. Disgusting? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little weird. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. For just a smidge. Well, he said memorabilia. Hey man, whatever you hold near and dear to your heart, you keep it. All of that. All right. Yes. 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 Yes, baby. Yes. I've never been much of a collector, Frank. Are you a collector? Um, I do have a pair of Roddy Piper box gloves autographed. 
But most of the stuff I have is personalized to either my kids or myself as a joke. So they have no value to anybody else. Hmm. So it's okay. Like there's a really picture. Cool, uh, there's a picture of my daughter and me and Kurt Angle, but it's, again, it's personalized nice. to us. That's beautiful. It's it doesn't beautiful. again. If somebody wanted it, it's, it has no value but other the people in this house. That's like okay. somebody, somebody got me a Luke Gallows picture, and I don't know if they knew. Uh, you and I, Bobby and I, know each other, but on the the thing it says, "I'm better than Bobby Fish" on it, and they gave it to him. Like, how did they know this? It's it's funny. It's downstairs in the man cave. Gallows is. Um, I don't know a, how they, he's a resourceful. They, he's a resourceful guy. What I do carny. have. He's carny as the day is long. He's, a he's such off. a carny. He is <laughs> such a carny. Maybe it'll be those three versus us three. He would sell you his ball back. He probably would. Yeah. He's so carny. I do have some Eddie Van Halen guitar picks downstairs, though. Ooh. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But that's yeah, that's about, about it. Fair hmm. enough. Okay. So I got it. Take us yeah. home. Is that it, Frank? Are we? That's are all we, we got. That we're right. we Let's throw out some more plugs, like you know the the socials and the uh-huh. and the, the YouTubes. Yeah. We so we do have an. Uh, it was bootlegged recently. But uh, my pro wrestling tea store, <laughs> the uh, undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish shirt is there for your um, enjoyment, please. Uh, so tell there. the story. We I, we got to tell that story though because I was looking up the podcast to see if it was on YouTube, and I yeah. googled it and went to the bottom of the screen, and I'm like, wait a second, I didn't know we had hoodies out and long sleeve yeah. sweatshirts. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like, why are they cheaper on this? I'm like, wait a second, I don't know the site. Yeah, so, yeah. Was... So if you bought one from there, shame on you. Um, do your research. That money will not be going to uh, fund this podcast or anything else that has to do with me. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, November thirteenth, the big fight in uh dubai i'll be heading over there um monday so actually boys i don't know will we be doing uh an episode of the podcast from dubai i think that's, that's up to you to be determined okay to be determined we will tbd and we we may have a new episode next week or we mm-hmm. might take a week off we'll figure something out yeah okay Okay. Fair enough. Um, The Twitter is at undisputed underscore Demi. Correct, Frank? Correct. Okay. And uh, the YouTube is the undisputed podcast with W slash with Bobby Fish. Uh Hit that. Hit the subscribe button on that. Set your notifications. You know, yeah. do all the good stuff to help us out because you like us, or maybe you don't like us. Who gives a shit? Just yeah. do it anyway. You can and if you don't like us, and if you don't like us, I like that. Yeah, I like not being liked. Advertise with us, support the podcast. Go to Twitter at undisputed underscore Demi 
All of our good stuff will be there. Same thing yeah. with the YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Frank, what do you got? Support the Happy podcast, and it's good to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, I got nothing. Bobby, okay. any final words? Um, nope. All right. Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby.